Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original for you. Real deal. Oh, yeah. Put some Best peanut in the butter business. and blueberries on that with some honey. <laughs> Maple yeah. syrup. That would be fun. I guess we got to let everybody in on the fact we just took a snack break. <laughs> a snack, coffee. Well, and I just want to give a, a quick plug to our unofficial sponsors at Fit Crunch. Because <laughs> Bill has got the stuff, wolf man. one down, and uh, he's he likes them very much. So, I mean, you, you were in, a, it's, I would assume, a similar place where three years away from when a lot of people hang it up and, uh, you know, kind of go on with life with a retirement and, and the perks that come with that, you acted then, three years ahead of that. And, and we're in a position where you didn't want to wait. You yeah. didn't want to wait till when. Yeah, well, people, the, the, so did 17 years for what Nate's talking about. You get military retirement at 20 years. Most of society believes that, Whenever I tell them it at 17 years, she's like, oh, yeah, you got a retirement. It's like, no, you don't get it unless you do 20. And then they respond the same way everyone did whenever I said I was getting out. It's like, hey, it's just three years. It's ju- I have heard that uh, literally a thousand times. It's just three years. And my response is always the same. Three years being somewhere you don't want to be might as well be three lifetimes um, for me. Um, and I also, you know, we, we talked about it on another podcast, kind of have moments in my life where I began to listen um, and take action based off of, you know, what I felt literally inspired to do and inspired by myself, the voice inside, the little bastard that wants different. Um, and it was there. And, and for me, same as Bill, are similar to Bill, I won't say the exact same, you know, I, in, in my belief, was working at the coolest place on the face of this planet, still is, um, and the first day I drove in there was like a Homer Simpson mo- moment, right, the, the, the clouds parted, the sun, oh, right, like, fucking boom, um, and I felt that way every day for years, uh, until the point I didn't, um, and it was like, yeah, I always said if I woke up and I wasn't fired up to go to work anymore that I'd leave, and that happened. Um, now, the circumstances around it, there's, there's a whole story around that, yet the, the, the root of what you're asking is um, I felt like I would be selling my soul to go do anything else other than continue what I was doing, so it was time to go. Um, and I foregoed the... Uh, health and medical benefits, the not-so-great retirement check. That's another myth. People are like, that's the Tom. We're like, you're retired. Why are you working? It's, like, it's a military retirement, people. Do, do, go do some homework. Yeah. Um, the health and medical is a bigger thing for family and, and whatnot. <clears throat> um, and so, yeah, it's like I'm not I – didn't, I didn't trade that either. People are saying, well, looking back, it's like, no, I, I don't – you know, I don't live in a framework that includes regret uh, because I live now. Um, and because I find purpose for all things, so, and you can't change it, so what the fuck good is it to regret it? Um, it's to ensure I don't look back with anything other than, no, I did what I felt I was supposed to do in that moment. I listened to the only valid opinion in the room, and that's mine. And, and when, once I, be, I began living that way, that was early on in that process, it was the same thing. Um, 
and I also back to possibility. It's like, hey, I don't know how it's going to work. I just know it's going to work. Um, and people still scratch their head around that. Um, and that was the, that's one of many. It, it, even you know, on the personal side of life, when I knew it was time to, in my marriage, do it. You know, boom, done. Um, I don't say that. In, in a, yet there are people I know that are in the win and if category there as well. So, and usually it's well, when the kids graduate. So let me tell you, in my time as essentially a therapist the last seven years, kids are actually more pissed off when they're 18 and figure out their parents just held their shit together and it was all a lie. So, you know, it's back to you can take the pain now or you can take it later. And oh, by the way, if you take it later, you suffer in the years in between. Um, so for me, living now is a byproduct of also understanding that once I know what I'm supposed to do and I don't do it, I will be in a state of suffering uh, because I'm living a lie. Um, so that is what drives me now to live now. Uh, and also be prepared for the uh, consequences, both positive and negative, of living that way. Um, and also understanding that it's not the, it's not the norm. So... Uh, always being okay with being a, uh, a bit of an outcast as well. And, it, you know, as it, as it relates to for sake of the term, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fit in a box of any kind. And therefore there everyone, most other people are together in their little boxes. So I just also, it's, it's, it's one thing to talk about the benefits of living in the now. And then there's, there's the pain associated with it as well. Um, because you do move on through evolution and growth, um, everything changes, and that means everything. Uh, and so it's a willingness perhaps for you to not spend as much time with folks from the old life, right? Because you've gone into this new path. Yeah. Um, for you, same way, you could be, you know, now it's like, who do you associate with? Obviously your family, but like exposed now to me, Tom, this whole other world that's not out in business and corporations and things with your peer group, which you could be. Right. So you have both chosen to forego those things. Um, and that's always the case. Yet back to if you view it as sacrifice, then you'll have regret anyway. So it's, it's one thing to live in the now. It's another thing to live in the now and be 100 percent, you know, uh, responsible. And that, that choice does has it's a cause. So the effects that come with it are what they are. Um, what would you guys say to those out there? Because I don't think that this is very common. To because I, I have a hard time talking on this subject because I don't. This is the only way I know how to like, as far as impulses goes, desires and that to like to act on it. Um, to those that maybe aren't in that frame of mind that that have that are thinking of it more from a place that I can do that you know, this many years away, or I can do that when I have this in the bank, that kind of thing. Like, what would you say to those people? Because I think too, I mean, that, that what we're talking about today can be hard for some to consume. Um, if it's not, if it's not how they think right at this moment. Well, I think for me, it's, um, use the word think. I mean, it, it does all start with our thoughts. Uh, and if your thoughts aren't in alignment with your action or your action in alignment with your thought, then you ain't going to be happy anyway. So if you're just making a leap to, to prove you're brave or something, and it's really not where your heart and mind and what you're verbalizing, then you're not going to be happy doing that either. Mm, good point. Um, if you are unhappy <clears throat> doing whatever 
field, for example, that you're doing, um, and you can't quite, I mean, legitimately can't make that leap because of commitments, family, or whatever it might be. I mean, uh, keep your day job, and, but still work it on the side somehow. There's a way to make that side hustle work. Gary Vee, big on the, on the side hustle. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, I, I mean, I really hope and pray that you get to the point of where you can make that, make that leap. Um, it, it truly is. I mean, Scott really opened my eyes to this whole, I mean, and it sounds cliche, but cliches are cliches because they're true. <laughs> they don't become cliches if they're not true. But they on, the only thing that exists is now. Yeah. That's it. That is it. And we still, in living in the present, I still want to think about my future, but I can't, I can't reach into it. I can plan for it. I'm, if I do this today, if I sow these seeds today, which I try to sow seeds every day, and hope for that harvest, I can't, I can't reach out and grab that future. I don't know what that future is. I can't get that. I get laden with anxiety if I'm worried about the future. I get depressed if I think about the past. If I can stay right here and the do the best I can today right here, then, then I'm good. Well, that, and if you can integrate the daily design mindset into yeah. that you can predict the future, actually, and you change the word from predict to create, uh, I am creating my experience, right? Back to mindset and shift and back to your thoughts. And to hit your question, it's like at the end of the day, the, the, the thing about experience, and as you said, you live your life seeking experience, is um, until you have it, you don't have it. And what I mean by that is there's people listening right now that may not have this mindset, and I, did, I was the same way at one time, and getting to here is only a byproduct of wasting time somewhere else in my life, that I did stay too long, that I know what that feels like. Now, the reason I act so fast now is because I've experience the pain of not acting and now also experience the beauty of acting right well actually I, I experienced the suffering of not acting and now I know what the pain of acting is right a, 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 you know a momentary lie always is, is trading long-term suffering right that's it it's like I get that freedom in the moment I tell the lie it's like so I don't have to deal with the pain of the truth but I suffer moving forward because I know to your point I'm out of alignment alignment I'm incongruent my actions and or my words are different than what I feel in my yeah. heart, my soul, yeah. my spirit, however you want to look at it. Um, and so it's more so it's like whether or not people believe it. Just know if you, if you are incongruent in your life, how you're living it goes against what you believe. I'll put it to you this way. Let's take this back to me. By the way, I'm not talking about any laws of man. I'm talking about Scott's laws. If I violate any of my rules for life, I will suffer, period. And one of my rules is that I don't like liars and I don't support lying. And so if I'm living different than what I say I am or what I know I am, then I am lying, living a lie. Therefore, I don't like myself. How am I going to love myself if, if I don't like liars? And I'm lying. So, you know, I was more so every time I have pain, it's another little saying. It's like, hey, let the pain tell you what to do. and Let the fear show you where to go. And same thing, if I have pain, it's because I'm being incongruent. And then that's also because I'm scared of something. So I have to go back, identify the fear, look it in the face, and let the pain tell you what to do. What I need to do is change something. Where I need to go, always the scariest direction. Never dangerous, by the way. Scary. 
because it has to do with some level of emotional vulnerability and exposure to potential pain. And lastly, and the, the bow on that is judgment, right? The reason essentially people don't take action, the reason I don't take action is because two reasons. One, the unpredictable nature of it, and two, fear of judgment. It's one of the two and or both. Um, without giving it more thought, that's what comes to mind, right? So I have to be able to jump and create the net knowing that it will be there, but I can't see it. And two, I have to do so knowing that there will be judgment, and when it happens, I will stand firm in my belief around the decision that I made, right? And inherent in all of that is a necessary uh, the ingredient of courage because every moment that we have all just talked about were moments where the feeling and emotion was terror and the action was courage, right? So the reason people don't do it is they haven't suffered enough, the great pain as being the motivator, right? Two, they may not be, even be aware of this way of thinking or understanding, right? And the, the, the inherent primary reason people do not say yes, they do not say, okay, I'm in, is because of the fear-based operating system we have, which is designed and modeled and, and to keep us alive and survive. It works against us in these moments. It wants to create this, this we're already, we're past surviving. And whether you look at Maslow or anybody else's hierarchy, we're doing really fucking well as a species. And so that inherent need to draw away, the in, not in, instinctual need to protect is what is robbing me from this massive amount of possibility that is waiting for me that lays well outside the scope of my imagination that I have to become aware of and then begin to think differently in that. If so, you know, it's back to, I have to know that I'm not limited. This is back to mindset. I'm either limited and I'm limited by my, belief, by my beliefs and also knowing that I'm a limitless human, right? And so that now I have to put my beliefs in a limitless state and then I have to look at all aspects of my life mental, spiritual, physical, what do I believe about relationships, what do I believe about spirituality, sex, money, career, like where am I limiting myself? Because that's, my, that's all my no points. I need to say yes to things outside of all those if I'm going to create, to your point, a new experience, feel again and be a greater choice. And I think what that sparked in my mind too, something that I couldn't really put my finger on earlier, of kind of how I personally would look at decisions and that kind of thing, or even things that I would want in my life. Um, I would come at really from a train of thought of like, why not? Like, why not go try and do that? Why not try to have that? Why not try to live there? And I think that goes into, you know, a, an idea that you are passionate about talking about of the what if it all works. What if it all works? And that just fucks with people's head right there. Uh, I say that. Because then you have a responsibility to go do it. Well, then they have, they at least, or I at least have to think through what that mental picture looks like. Hey, what if it all works? Well, then it would look like this. Well, how good would it be? Well, it'd be this good. And, and really what that lends to is the statement of, hey, you can always find reasons not to do it. Yep. And you always can find reasons to do it. Period. Whatever it is. Now, that applies to every topic under the sun, especially in the world we live in technology-wise now. It's like you can find a counterpoint to any point you want to be made. Like, which side do you want to take? So it's all available at every moment. And it's where am I looking? Because that's what I'm going to find. 
It's like, okay, and then it comes into <coughs> what would it take to make that work? Now we actually get into maybe a little bit of a plan. Let's keep loose plans, right? <laughs> we don't like plans around here. Um, they get in the way of progress. And uh, true statement. Thinking in that way, and really in corporate world now, which I spend a lot of time, uh, it's, it's being sold as is a fixed mindset versus growth mindset, right? which is a, 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 another way to digest thinking impossibility versus predictability, which is another way to digest it. Ten other ways. At the end of the day, one is limited and one is limitless. One expands, one either, one constraints, right? Um, and it's yin and yang played out everywhere. So in every situation that you're sitting there, or I've sat there and said, whether, hey, we shouldn't go into the digital space because of this, this, I can go, hey, we should go there because of this, 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 right? And then I think we should plug one of, you know, the most, one of the most brilliant humans uh, on the face of this planet is my sister-in-law, whom I refer to as Yoda, <laughs> um, and, and who I met at my 13th birthday, God bless her. Um, and, she, you know, she says this. She said, when there is doubt, there is no doubt. Okay, no, and people be like, yeah, no, think about that. When there is doubt, there is no doubt. And on my good days, that's the, you know, the number one way I'm living my life in any decision. And it's because I'm placing the onus back on myself, and, I'm, and I have to listen to spirit. I have to listen to that little voice. And the simple question is, is there any doubt I should do this? Then I answer the question, yes, then don't do it. Um, and I offer that up as a tool as well and something you can scramble your brain with. Just think about it. Um, yeah, between the daily design and that, the world can go live free now. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, I mean, totally. Like, podcast. Like we're, we're we're starting a new business. We just gave Cut. them all they need. That's a wrap. No, I mean, really, genuinely, I feel like it's been an amazing. Um, however long it's been, we've been in like flow state, um, and I appreciate Bill you taking the time to be here with us and the wisdom you offered, man. This is an honor to be here, and I love when you say flow state because there is. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day when you're when you're doing something, whatever it is that you do. Um, it's really cool when it's your profession. When you enter that state of where you're not even aware you're doing it and you're doing it at a high level, at flow state. It's it's like heaven, man. Yeah. It's like heaven. Yeah. To do it on that subconscious level. But this has been an honor. And I know, because I've listened to the podcast, see? So I know you don't want to hear, thank you for your sacrifice. I know that. <laughs> but I do thank you for your service and Tom's service and your continued service. Uh, and along with a lot of your teammates, and I know some of those guys. And I just, man, I got all the respect in the world for you. And Nate, thanks for having me in here and hooking me up. And I appreciate it, brother. And it was an honor uh, to serve. So thank you. Um, awesome to hear more from Nate today around his life and story as well. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. You got anything else before we take it on home? I oh, mean, I just, I, I second it and thank Bill for, you know, spending your time here. Um, really my last ad, ad for everybody is just that, you know, along with what we were talking about of, of the why not, I mean, it's out there for you to have anything you, anything that you want, that you desire, that you have 
dreamed about that is keeping you up that you're not going and doing like it is there as soon as you commit to it absolutely and there's you know there's literally fact-based artifact-based truth all around us go back and do, just go on google and research how many things that were 100 percent proven to be impossible that that went on to happen um, go on to find out how many people were diagnosed with months to live that lived decades. These stories are not the stories that are told, by the way. Um, uh, in fact, there's a, a, a gentleman who wrote a book. He just talks about bad news happens in a moment, and it's news. Great news happens over time, and it's cumulative. Um, and these are the stories that don't get told. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing I'd say is, is like, hey, go see how many times us great fallible humans have been wrong. And then ask yourself, who are you going to believe as it relates to big, big things in your life? And how much research have you done into this belief system in and around? Because each one of them have limits, right, of where I then become dependent upon them versus free to live is, is who I am. And just go see how often the world has been wrong and then figure out who you'd rather have make decisions for your life. Is it the masses? Or is it you based off of doing what Bill talked about, which is beginning to think for yourself, then having the courage to actually look at the end. Most people are afraid of their answer because they already know it, by the way. But yet if they, if they if once I bring it up into this great third dimension and show it to myself and the world, then I have a bit more obligation. So it's like quit avoiding the, the, the answers that you already know. Have the courage to sit down, put pen to paper, Figure out where it is you want to be, who it is you want to be, why, it, why the fuck it is you're even here, why you get up every morning, and then know that the, the when and if is, is not even ever going to happen. Right now is all you got. The only thing standing between you and what's possible is a layer called fear that's breakable by courage. Tap into it. It's available. And until then, live your truth and have a great, great holiday season. Thanks.